So 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 16 um, Before that, let's do from verse 14 For the love of Christ constraineth us not the love for Christ The love of Christ constraineth us Say the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all then we're all dead and that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves now you have to underline that if you came to church with your own bible and uh, they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Praise the Lord. Wherefore henceforth, <laughs> I need about five hours tonight. Wherefore henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yeah, though we have known Christ after the flesh, Yet now henceforth know we him no more. Every, every verse is ours. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To which that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ, stead, be reconciled to God. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might become or we might be made the righteousness of God in him. For the love of Christ constrained us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him who died for them Rosary. The death of Jesus has a reason. The coming to the earth of Jesus Christ our Lord has a reason. Jesus did not die for nothing. He died for a purpose. He died for a reason. Hallelujah. And the Bible is emphatic. The coming of the Lord to the earth. Jesus coming to the earth is called the love of 
Christ. Now, there's a difference between the love of Christ and the love for Christ. The two are different. They are not the same. The love of Christ means the love that comes from Christ. It is the love that you do nothing about. And the love for Christ is your love for him. I think it was um, last week, um, um, Sunday, I told you a bit about the love for the Lord, right? A great judge. I remember that. Now, so, the love of Christ is the love that Jesus or the love our Lord has for us. You know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world. So that is the love of the love of God. So God so loved the world that he gave his son. What is the love of God? If somebody is saying, God loves me. Or, you know, hey, hold on. Do you know that the love of God for us is not in the present, it's in the past? God does not say, I love you. God says, I loved you. Why? For God so loved the world that he gave. The love of God is not, is not, don't say God loved me because I woke up. Hallelujah. The love of God, hallelujah, is not that you woke up from your bed. Hallelujah. You know, the love of God is not that. The love of God is the giving of Jesus. God's love is that he gave you Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Good. And then the love of Christ is that he died for you. So if Jesus ever tells you, I love you, he's telling you, oh, I love you, he's saying that I died for you. So the death of Jesus is the love of Christ. So the Bible says, the love of Christ constrains us. What is the love of Christ? The gospel of Christ. The love of Christ is the gospel of Christ. What is the, the gospel of Christ? His death, burial, resurrection, and everything that is inside for us. So that is the love of Christ. So he says, the love of Christ compels us. It constrains us. It kind of binds us. Hallelujah. When we get to know how much Jesus had to sacrifice for us, when divinity had to give his himself to be killed, to die, so that he will be able to save man. When we understand the sacrifice of our Lord, we are compelled. We are constrained. Do you know what it means to constrain? We, 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 are, we are so compelled. When we, when we look at how much he loves us. Hallelujah. You know, there, there, there's this song. Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so. Now that is not wrong, but it is not true. Hallelujah. It is not just the Bible tells you so. He proved it on the cross. Hallelujah. So, it is not just the Bible that tells you so. It is his proof on the cross. Now, I'm not saying that what the Bible said is not true. These days, when you are talking, you have to explain yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. But it is his work of redemption that exhibits his love or that demonstrates his love when he had to hang on the cross. Now, a lot of us don't know that the death of Jesus is something nobody in this universe can ever do. 
We just think it's just one man who is just walking around and then they say he doesn't respect the elders so they have to put him on the pole and hang him and nail him. No, no, no. That's, it goes beyond that. Hallelujah. It is when the one who made all things was able to cry for a drop of water. When the one who made the ocean said that I test. And the people he gave them the ocean now can give him vinegar instead of water. It is when the one who is who provides a shelter was naked. It's not like the Jesus in you watch. Jesus was not wearing anything. He was naked. The maker of the universe was naked on the cross. Hallelujah. Naked. And you know, they had to peer, they had to, they had to nail his hands. One here, one there. And then they nailed their, their legs. They did like this. And then they made one long nail. Inside, they nailed it. And nothing was holding him. He was just there like that. And so, do you know what is going to happen? What is the law of gravity? Come on, what is the law of gravity? So, gravity simply means that whatever goes up comes down. Are you understanding that? Don't go and write it that, like, like that. That's a layman understanding. Everything that goes down comes. That, see, you are able to jump and you don't suspend because of gravity. There are other planetary places where uh, when you get there, where you jump, you'll be going because gravity doesn't work there. Now, so Jesus on the cross, you know what gravity was doing? Gravity will be pulling him down. It means that he, the nails will be tearing his hand and his legs. Such an excruciating pain. Hallelujah. And this was the one who made the world. And that he did for you and for I. So that we can be saved. Praise the name of the Lord. Very important. A lot of people think, oh, when we talk about Jesus died for you, we are just thinking about one guy who was just walking and then he died and later we are making a story that he died for us. No, 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 no. He died with you in mind. Praise the name of the Lord. He died with you in mind. You don't like what I'm telling you. He died with you in mind. You are the reason why Jesus died. You see, Jesus did not die as a martyr. You know who a martyr is? One who dies for his beliefs. Jesus did not die for his beliefs. He died for the world. So John 1.29 says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taken away the sin of the world. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. When Jesus was on the cross, he was there for us. And that is the love of Christ for us. See, when a Christian does not appreciate that, it's a problem. For example, if we are singing, He battered my bread, sugared my cocoa, so, so on, as Jesus they do. Jesus does not batter bread. He does not sugar. He does, if you want, go to the shop. There is somebody there who does that. He is battering bread and he is sugaring cocoa. That is somebody's business. Jesus died for you. Hallelujah. One of these days, I think, I, I think I, during the COVID time or something, when we were doing the small, small groups, I did this thing that I was talking about the death of Christ or something. You know the benefit of his death. Now, so the Bible says Jesus' love. What is the love of Christ? His death for us. He gave his life for us. Praise the Lord. 
He gave his life for us. He came from heaven. There's a song that says, you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heavens down. My sin was great. Your love was greater. One can separate us now. See, so my love, my sin was great, but his love was greater. Now, I know some of you are not enjoying it. You want me to tell you that you'll be traveling abroad. We are, we all day here. That is the apex of God's love for us. When he was able to give, you know, if you pick Islam for instance, eh? Islam is that fight for your founder. So you mention Muhammad's name, you don't mention it well. You don't even add peace on him. You are in trouble. Do you understand that? The, even when he was alive, he was fighting people with his people. If you, if you go against him, he will send people to come and finish you. Yes. He conquered Mecca through war. Do you understand that? I'm ask all them, all them Muslims. He conquered places through war. He will come, he will finish you. He was a warrior. Jesus conquered the world through his vicarious love. Through his liquid love. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's how he's conquering the world through love. And what you see, we don't die. We don't die for him through war. No, 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 no. He died for us. Oh, you don't like what I'm telling you. I like how some of you are very tondrously silent. I, I'm just wondering. And that is the love of Christ for you. You see, and in believing that, you are able to be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse, um, what? Verse 9. 9 and 10. Eh? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So when you believe that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, salvation comes to you. You become born again. You become a child of God. You receive the nature of God. The very righteousness of God. And the expression of the righteousness of God. With all the verities of God in you. Hallelujah. You come, you join the family of God. Hallelujah. Now you are born in Zion. Now you have the spirit of God. Now you are holy. Now you are sanctified. Now you are filled with the spirit. Now you enjoy the Lord. Now you are heavenly bound. You are called a citizen of heaven. We are not trying to go to heaven. No, 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 no. When you get born again, you are bound to go to heaven. Are you understanding that? See, we don't get born again to plan or to do something to go to heaven. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. What does the Bible say? The Bible says you are citizens of heaven. I don't know. 320. Let's go there quickly. I don't want to misquote. Alright, come on quickly. Quickly. Now say, hey, the pastor said something. It's not there. 320. Woohoo. BB says, for our country is in heaven. Ah, for our country is in heaven. Tell somebody, our country is in heaven. Ah, it's like I don't have people here. Say, our country is in heaven. So, Apostle Paul said, the Philippians says, we know where we are coming from. We know where we belong. We are not just Ghanaians. We are citizens of heaven. 
am I communicating here? Say, I'm a citizen of heaven. I don't have people here. Say, I'm a citizen of heaven. We are not trying to go to heaven. Don't you understand what I'm telling you? We are born by heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are not trying to go to heaven. We are there. When you get born again, you are there. Hallelujah. All right, sit down for a minute. That's where, that's where we belong. Heavenly citizens. Citizens of heaven. Hallelujah. Look at how the easy English puts it. But we belong to heaven. Our home is not really this world. Did you get it? We belong to heaven. Ah, some of you, you don't, you don't like these things. Eh? We are not Jehovah's Witness. We're marking houses that when this thing happens, we will go and take the houses. No, you look at a new, a fresh house that you mark. You say, when they do it. No, 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 no. No. We, you are of the earth. That's fine. But we are heavenly. Come on, shout it. I'm heavenly. I don't have people in this church. Say, I am heavenly. I belong to heaven. You see, it's, it's like, it's like a German citizen in Ghana. No, I may, I may be eating your food, but I don't belong here. I may be driving on your roads, but I don't belong here. I'm a citizen of heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is good, man. Hallelujah. Citizens of heaven. Look at how another version put it. He says, our citizenship, however, is in heaven. How many of you are trying to go to heaven? I'm sorry to disappoint you. We don't try to go to heaven. We are born there. Our citizenship, however, is in heaven. Hallelujah. Our citizenship, however, is in heaven. So we are here on earth, but we belong to heaven. So I said, if Jesus comes today, will you go? He's just coming to take his family members. And I belong to his family. I'm born again. I have the spirit of Christ in me. I'm marked with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Man, I should not change the message. So, um, as we are talking, what was I saying? So, Jesus Christ loved us. So, that when you, get, when you believe in him, you are saved. You're saved. You are not about to be saved. Somebody said, what if you are not baptized with water? Really? You think Jesus is out there putting people in water? He's out there saving people. Yeah. The Bible says, if thou shalt confess with your mouth eh, that the Lord Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God has... Something. The Bible says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Really? The Bible didn't say, he that believes and is baptized in water shall be saved. So what kind of baptism is he talking about? The Bible says, we have one faith, one Lord, Ephesians 4, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. We don't have two, we have one baptism. What is that baptism? It's called the baptism into the, the Lord, the body of Christ by the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13. He says, for by one spirit are ye all baptized into one body. 
Hallelujah. So when you get born again, you are baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. You are inoculated into the body. You are injected into the body of Christ. You become a part of Christ. I'm a legal part of Christ. Hallelujah. If you came to church today, you are not happy. I can't help you. But I am a legal part of the body of Christ. So if, if, if Jesus is looking for his people, he calls me. Do you understand that? So now let's come back to what I'm telling you. That's exactly, that's not even what I want to tell you tonight. Now, so um, how do we call it? Um, Jesus, the love of Christ, is the sacrifice he made for us. Hallelujah. The sacrifice he made for us. And the Bible says, when Jesus Christ died for all, all died. So the love of Christ is his sacrifice, the sacrifice of himself for us. Now, then the Bible says, in that he died for all, then all were dead. So that those that live will no more live unto themselves. The reason why Jesus Christ died for us is so that when we believe in him, we will not live for ourselves. The essence of the death of Christ, the reason why he had to die is so that we will not live for ourselves. This is one of the big things in the word of God. Hallelujah. Are we all together? This is one of the big things in the word of God. That we don't live for ourselves. It means that Jesus Christ died for us. And those that believe in him should not become selfish. What is selfish? To live for yourself. To live for yourself. Listen. There are people who live for themselves. There are people who live for the devil. And there are people who live for God. There are three, three, um, three dimensions of life. One, the one lived for self. The one lived for the devil. And the one that is lived for God. And I think we should make it four. The one that is also lived onto the world. Hallelujah. There are people, they are neither here, they are neither there. They just want to enjoy life. They are living for the world. So, Jesus our Lord died so that we will live for him. Open your Bibles. Let's get there again. Verse 15, all of us are going to read verse 15. Open your Bibles, verse 15, 15, 15, 2 Corinthians, and um, 5, 15, 2 Corinthians. Are you all there? All right. Now let's go. One, two, go. Oh no, one, two, go. One to go. 
Uh-uh. One, two, go. Uh-uh, uh-uh. One, two, go. Some of you are not reading. One, two, go. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. So, he died for all. Jesus died for all so that, come on, look into the word, so that, so that, I'm talking to all of us, so look into your Bibles. Everybody, look into your Bibles. He died for all so that, So Jesus died so that they which live should no more live for themselves. So when you believe in Jesus, you are not to live for yourself. Hallelujah. When you, when you believe in Jesus, you no longer must live for yourself. What does it mean to live for yourself? When you do things and live your life by yourself, for yourself, according to yourself. For example, there are people who say, oh, we are going out to spread the gospel. We are going out to preach the gospel to people. And they will say, oh, no, 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 I can't come. Why can't you come? I'm tired. Jesus did not die. So that you will be tired and sleep when we are going to win souls. For example, we are coming to church. Somebody says, I'm not coming. Why? Because it has rained. You are living for yourself. Are we together? You're living for yourself. And that's not why Jesus died for you. He did not die for you so that when it, it rains, you don't come to church. He did not die for you so that when you are hungry, you don't go to church. Why are you not going to church? Because I'm hungry. You, you ever met those guys who tell you that, ah, do you go to church? I don't go to church. I worship God in my room. That is living for yourself. Because the Bible says we should be together. We should not forsake the assembling together of ourselves. We should not forsake it. When we are together, we should come together, smile to somebody, say something nice to somebody. Hallelujah. And most about all, receive the word of God. So the Lord Jesus died so that those of us who believe, those that we believe that he died for us, we cease to live for ourselves. It's no more about you. Hallelujah. You know, you are talking to people and the people are always I, 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 I. You know, I, I. You know, there's something about me. You know, for me, eh, I, you know, about me, eh, me, when it comes to, uh, personally, when they keep on doing that, and they don't even consider others, such people are living for themselves. May you not live for yourself. Yeah. Come on. I said, may you not live for yourself. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. See, don't let your life be all about you. That's what the Bible says. That Jesus died so that our lives will not be all about us. Hallelujah. The next thing I'm doing is that I'm getting a degree. The next thing I'm doing is that I'm marrying. After marrying, the next thing I'm doing is that I'm giving birth. The next thing I'm doing that I'm building. The next thing I'm doing that I'm doing this. The next thing I'm... Everything is I, 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 I. You never say the next thing I'm doing is that I am living for God. 
The next thing I'm doing is that I'm going out for an outreach. Hallelujah. Now, so Jesus died so that we don't live for ourselves. It's not all about you. Hallelujah. Because you see, right now, if you decide you're going to live for yourself, you will not even have a reason to go to church. You will have a reason. You will have a reason because, see, every day you come to church, there's a reason why you must not come to church. It's true. There is a reason. If I ask some of you why you should not have come to church today, somebody would have said it's rained. Somebody would have said, I'm tired, I want to sleep. Somebody would have said it. Somebody. So there's always a reason why you should not come to church. Hallelujah. But if you understand the love that Jesus has for you, you will not be living unto yourself. Hallelujah. You will not say a friend has invited you for a party so you will not go to church. No, that's a sin. You are taking your name out of the book of life. Yeah. We are to live not unto ourselves. Not unto ourselves. Don't let your life be all that you are looking for. All your ambitions, all your desires, all your plans, all your visions, and all your aspirations. That is not life. Somebody texted me today. He said, man of God, please pray for me. I said, why? He said, I've gotten an opportunity to travel. And I said, hey. He said, but uh, the means is not there. How do you expect me to pray that prayer? And I just said, thank you for revealing your plan. We all day. Who should serve God with me? He said, he's looking for money. The money is not coming. Where is the money going to come from? We, we are out here. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm not saying travel. Traveling is not bad. But listen, life is not all about you when you get born again. Life is not all about you. We are going out for soul winning. You are looking for the next man to marry. That is all that your mind is about. Hallelujah. The moment we win a soul, that looks like something you can marry. He said, ah, could this be my husband? You are not winning the soul for Christ. He said, the spirit for the Lord, the body for myself. That is serious. Hey. It's, but it's serious. You, the moment you win a soul, you are looking at, wow, this one I can marry. Marriage is in your mind. When Jesus is saving people from the fire, you are you want to marry somebody who just came out of fire. <laughs> How is that possible? Do you understand what I'm talking to you about? It's serious. It's serious. It's serious. It's not all about you. It's okay to be single for a long time. Are you understanding that? It's okay to be single for a long time. It's okay. It's okay. As a lady, it's okay that no one is proposing to you. It's okay. Life is not all about who is telling you I want to marry you and then you are dead. You are mesmerized and your face is looking like chocolate that is not cooked. It's okay. Are you understanding that? Yes, it's okay. That you are a guy. You can, you should, you can be there for one year, two years, three years after your heartbreak. It's okay. Don't just get up and write. No, 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 no. 
And you ladies have been telling you, if any guy comes to you to tell you I love you, tell the person, go and propose to daddy first. Because I know my sons. I know all of them, their character. Some of them are really bombs. Bombs. Atomic bombs. You go and say yes to your own pedigree, your own destiny. That's the word. You will die. Do you understand what I'm talking to you about? Yes. Tell the person, please, this life is not all about yourself. Oh. Can't, you just, can't you just concentrate on the Lord? Hallelujah. Life is not lived for self when you get born again. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we together here? Or you are angry? The same way, I mean, if you see any lady making advances towards you, say, if you don't stop, your own cry there. Don't even come and tell me. If you don't stop it, I will slap you. We are winning so 30 days of this thing. And you are here and you are thinking about who to propose to. My friend, this heaven we are going that we are going to receive crowns of gold and crowns of what crown? You get crown and table crown is what you get. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not living for myself. Don't live for yourself. Be seated. He says, so they will not live for themselves, but they will live. They will live. Come on. They will live. That last part. They will live unto him who died for them and rose again. And who is that? There is only one person worth living for. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He must feel your aspiration. He must feel your ambition. He must be the reason why you are alive. Didn't you read what Paul said? For to me, to live is Christ. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, you're not getting that. Paul is saying that the reason for my life is Christ. The reason for living is Christ. It means that if you take Christ out, I don't have any reason to be alive. Woo, hallelujah. Say for to me, to live is Christ. See, if, if, if you go and ask a Christian, I mean, maybe to, here in church you find some sensible questions and um, some sensible answers. But if you go out there and you ask some Christians, what is the meaning of life? Life, if it's a lady, life. Mm, what life are you talking about? Life, all right, so life. You know, you get all the nice things in this world. You get a car. You get a house. Then you get a rich husband. You know, like like a husband that can spoil you with money. Then shaking their shoulder, money. That's not life. Hallelujah. That is not life. See, life is about what you drive, what you wear, where you sleep. You know. Every day you alone, you are posting G-Wago. It will take you 70 years before you can buy one. You're posting G-Wago, you are posting Q, this thing, and this thing. You know, when you post it, maybe you post, you post it, and you see maybe a TV that is rotating, then you, they will ask Pastor Chris's voice. I refuse to be poor. I will never be broke again. I will never be broke in my life. That's a Christian. What is driving you? You are a Christian. You see your mate you completed school with. Then one will come and pass with a white Benz. Then we just roll down. I say, hey, how have you been? Oh, wow, wow, wow. And you look the way you have walked. Because that time it has not rained like today. And your legs and your foot has collected dust. 
and the perfume that is coming out of the bands, then you begin to question God. God is not out there giving you bands. He said you must live for God. You live for him who died. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you, you ladies, you can even have one guy come in your life. You look at the guy and the guy is really, really man, a good speck, baby. <laughs> that's, that's a speck. Alice, it's a speck. But the guy is not born again. And so, um, man of God is a very nice guy. He loves the Lord and everything. Just that he doesn't like this born again, born again thing. Somebody was marrying somebody. He told the, they told the girl, I don't want the wedding to be in church. It's not like they don't have a, they have a church building. He said, I don't want the wedding to be in church. I said, where? He said, oh, we just we'll go and do it in the garden. Me, if I'm your pastor, I'll tell you, okay, that day, I won't come. I won't come and do the wedding in the garden. Because you are not a flower. <laughs> you are a Christian. Hallelujah. So we live our lives for Jesus. The one who died for us and who rose again. Hallelujah. He is, he is, Jesus is the purpose for life. Oh, Kalabadiah says. One time a pastor told me, he said, I don't know what my people, my people, they are not responding. I've taken time to teach them about purpose, purpose, purpose. They should have a purpose for life. I said, no, 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 it's not about that. There's no, there's no other purpose over. So you want, somebody says, have you found your purpose in life? You are a Christian. If somebody asks you, what's your purpose in life? Say Christ. That, that's a power. Heaven will be glad. The purpose for life is Christ. It's Christ. He is the reason why we live. He is the reason why we are alive. Hallelujah. For me to live is Christ. He is the one who moves my heart. He's the one who drives my ambitions. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. If you ask somebody right now, why do you want to get money? You see the person say, ah, <laughs> I want to get range. Range Rover. You want Range Rover? But you can ask somebody, why do you want to get money? Say ministry. And the person is not faking it all. There are people in church who say, oh, God, give me money for ministry. They are lying. Even the 200 Ghana in your account, when you come to church, you still give 50 pesos of free. So you are lying. Do you understand? Christ must drive your ambition. He must be the reason why you are living. Hallelujah. You see, that's why when you meet Christ, when you truly meet Christ, I'm not saying when you go to church, when you truly meet the Lord Jesus Christ, your direction for life changes. I wanted to be a lawyer, I wanted to be a journalist, a politician, or a medical doctor. I mean, when I was in class two, class three, I was thinking about a pilot, but I am not a witch to be flying. So I settled with journalist, a lawyer, a doctor, hallelujah, or a politician. And when I was in SHS1 fresh, I was doing politics. One mate of mine right now, he's even he's contesting for SRC at Legon. He was, hallelujah. But here I am. I have found the true worth of life. Christ. Hallelujah. And I never regret knowing Jesus. Hallelujah. No, no, I never regret knowing Jesus. That's the best decision you can ever take or make in life. To walk with Jesus Christ, that is the best decision ever. People go to church, they don't know him. But you see, 
That's why I'm teaching you him right now. That's the best decision. To learn of him. To daily become like Christ. To busy yourself with Christ. Hallelujah. Young people, are you here with me? Come on, you here with me everybody? That is the best thing in life. One of the ways you live for yourself is whenever you post nonsense on your status. You are, you are living for yourself. Because you are you found something that is funny and you are putting it for people to read. So I will know that, oh, you are funny. You are not funny. You are selfish. Uh, I like the way Gavi say, hey, hey. Use that to share the gospel. As you are seated here, some of you have friends, you know that they don't go to church. You know that they don't even know the Lord Jesus Christ. But they never come into your mind. Meanwhile, you meet them and you fool with them, all right. It's serious, though. It doesn't come, oh, Charlie, let's go to church. Oh, this Sunday, let's go to church. I want to invite you to church. How much will it cost you to invite your friend to church? How difficult is that? Hallelujah. Say, I bring my, my friends to the house of God. Like you mean, say, I bring my friends to the house of God. That we must live our lives for Jesus. Live our lives for Jesus. Come on, tell somebody, live your life for Jesus. Yeah. You will not just be in the house and say, eh, eh, church is, uh, is in the heart. Christianity is in the heart. It's not about going to, you know there are people like that. Christianity is in their heart. It's not about going to church. That Bible you are saying is in their heart. No problem. The Bible says what is in their heart is what is coming out. So it is never in your heart. Because if it's in your heart, then eh, the churches this day, they don't love you. Who should love you? You, have you loved? Have you finished loving? Mark people who are mostly, who mostly have that issue. Nobody loves me. First question you ask, you have to ask them, how many people have you loved in the church? You, you are not loving, you want somebody to love you. Love, and you'll be loved. It's like don't, don't, don't let your life be the center for your living. Because the reason why Jesus died is so that we can live for him. So whenever you hear we are doing something for Christ, forget, before even some excuses will come inside your mind, be there. Hallelujah. Did you understand what I'm talking about? That is what it means to say, I have met Jesus. Because he says he died for all, so that when we receive his love, which is his death, we will no more live for ourselves. So the way to say that, the, the way to show that you have met him is what? Is to live for him. Is to be an agent of Christ here on earth. Be an agent of Christ. That's what it means to meet Christ. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. Your life is changed. The same person who will go and waste time sitting somewhere and be chatting and in the morning will get up and gallivanting, gallivanting all around, meeting people here, meeting people there, talking about sports, talking about uh, whatever. It's like this person is changing. It's like this person, his conversations are changing. The way he's, he lives is like, it's changing. It's like right now he's become too much. I'm going to church, I'm going to church, I'm going to church. If they've not started accusing him, ah, it's like you go to church too much. If they've not accused you, you have not met Christ yet. 
And so as for me, I can only come to church on Sundays. All right, we've seen, we can see it in your face. So because you see, on, on Wednesdays, I, don't, I am not in the mood. On Fridays, I'm not in the mood. You know, even in September, I don't know. When I go, my place is very dark. And my place, people attack people. Who is attacking who? Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us that we must not live unto ourselves. We must not be the reason why we are alive. I am the reason why I'm alive. Making mama proud. We don't live to make mama proud. That's what the Bible says. We don't live to make mama proud. I said, my 16 years girl, one day you will eat from the fruit of your labor. Labor does not have fruit. Hallelujah. Listen, we don't live to make mama proud. I know some of you will not agree with me. No, 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 no. The Bible is emphatic. He said Jesus died so that we will live and make mama proud. He said we will live for him who loved us, who died and rose again. And you see, when you live for Jesus, automatically, your mama will be proud. In the beginning, they may not agree. Yeah. But I told you the things my mother has said. One day, one day, you should come to this church. You can give her a knock for me. <laughs> she said, see this one. You understand? Hey. But now she was telling her friend, Oh, hey. Oba no, sana oba no tie. Ay, yen men kwa la oba ba. Oh, when they made me pano, namba be mao. Oba no ni a young, young, a uniform. Yeah. Now, sorry, I'm see young, young, almost a young, 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 so when I heard her, I said, ah, from who is it? My mother. I said, which of the mothers? <laughs> so when you live for Jesus and you become strong on it, very soon people will be proud of you. So proud of you. Oh, wow. So this is the perfect life. It's the perfect life to live your life for Jesus. Hallelujah. And let Christ drive your motives. Let Christ drive your ambitions. Let Christ drive your desire. If you are going to desire anything in this world, let it be Christ driven. If you are going to aspire anything in this world, let it be Christ driven. Don't be selfish. You may have a lot of reason why you should do this or you should stop this or stuff like that. But always make sure that it is Christ-driven. It is Christ-centered. Hallelujah. It is Christ-focused. For me to live is Christ. Put that there. Philippians. Let's go to Philippians. Philippians 1.22, I believe. Now, we are closing right now. We are out of time. I didn't come to preach. I just came to tell you one or two things. Verse 21. All of you, let's read that the first part once you go. If you are there, come on. Philippians 1 21. The BBE says, the Bible in basic English says, For to me, life is Christ. 
What is life? Come on, what is life? Talk to me, what is life? Life is Christ. You understand? Life is not fight. Life is Christ. Hallelujah. Life is Christ. Until your life is defined that way, you are not living a purposeful life. A purposeful life is not a life that you become a medical doctor or a teacher or something. That is career. There's no problem with that. If you want to become, that's fine. But life is Christ. I said life is what? Talk to me, life is what? Life is Christ. So make up your mind that your life will be centered around Christ. Today you are going to church. You are reading your Bible. And then they will start even calling you, hey, is it the wires of my meal? Hey, is it the wires of my meal? And I, hey, is it, that's what Christ already do. Your life is all about Christ. And you see your life will be changing. You that used to be a fighter, they don't carry you. When they carry you, they can one. It will be war. Right now, it's like your life has changed. The things that used to anger you, they don't anger you again. So I'm angry, I'm angry. Leave me, I'm angry, I'm angry. Hey, I'm angry. Your life is changed. You be in the house, five people are in the house, you don't talk to them. When you wake up, when you get up, you're a guy, guy. You see, so when you, some people, when you meet them, it's like they have neck things. It's not because they are sick, oh. no, they are not sick. But the way they, when they walk, the way they do their neck, their neck. So they they are skinned. You look at them and they are sometimes you sometimes you look at their face and their mouth. It's it's like it's it's like a, a parallelogram. You know parallelogram. You understand? Because they are never happy. They are never excited and stuff. But when you meet Jesus, when you truly meet the Lord Jesus, your life is changed. You smile off him. The things that used to bore you at church, they don't bore you again. You are so excited to know Jesus, so excited to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. This is what life is. Hallelujah. I said, this is what life is. Let me tell you this. Let me close with this. At the point of every human being, all right, in, in, the, in, the, in the life of every human being, there is a point where people encounter what changes their lives. And so, as I'm here, I was not born like this. Last I was telling them my, my, this thing, my testimony, I have been in wakey pins before. Wakey pins. My grandma will be the one to wake you up. There are women from Accra. Go and choose some. Now my, gram- my grandma is a darling woman. She doesn't understand why you were a male. And then the wiki is going on and people are dancing and you are sleeping by this. They will come and wake you. If you don't get that, he will pour water on you. Go out there and go and look for yourself what is happening there. Do you understand that? We've danced to secular songs and we've had nonsense friends. I have a friend like my best friend. When I didn't know Jesus. Right now he's a rasta guy. He's taking Lotu. In the village, you go and he's just there and he's taking Lotu. He's, he's not rasta. He has about three children now. Yeah, but like guy. But at a point in my life, I was telling, I was telling, I don't know if it was, it was you, I met this pastor who did not give up on me. Who didn't give up on me? Is there somebody here, you're not paying around your, this thing, either your ribs or somewhere in there. 
is you. Yes, in the way she has appealed it to them. All right, so I'll pray for you. That's why you couldn't laugh. Now, so. <laughs> So, what was I saying? Yeah, the man didn't give up on me. He's the, he's the man who made me did my first fasting ever. I nearly cursed that man. That man was coming from Accra. So, me, I just joined their church. I've gone to their church one, two times and I'm not going again. And he came. I didn't even know he had come. I was going to New Apostolic Church. We don't dance. We don't do anything. We are like Jehovah's Witness. You know, the church is cool, like Church of Christ. So this man came and I was pounding fufu. My grandma likes fufu. Early morning, somewhere in Levin, there about. And that was, that, was, that was supposed to be our breakfast. So we're pounding the fufu like that in the village. And the man said, ah. So he called the pastor there, ah, Charles. He said, ah, Charles. He said, ah, Charles. I said, friend of my friend of my friend of my only have a phone, friend of my friend of my woman in another. The man just called me and said, pack your things, get some things, let's go, let's go. Yeah, I'm going to say, oh, you're going fasting, Jesus. 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 Ah. Jesus. 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 And this man took me, took us to a bush. He didn't come to seek permission for my grandma. No, no, no. Okay. When they started praying, we are reading, and that's how he fasts. He'll be reading Bible. Those of you who go, who go with him. So if you start praying, so maybe at 6 there, uh, when you start getting hungry, you'll be around 10, 11. you read Bible, uh, and you'll be reading aloud. you all be together around like that. Then it's okay. So maybe you are reading Ephesians. You start from Ephesians 1. You'll be reading. Read then you are reading. Then you are reading. Then when you finish the whole Ephesians, then you pray. After the prayer, then he will sit down again. He'll be like he's chatting, he's doing this, he's doing that. And then you come again. Maybe you say Romans. And when you are not done, we are not getting up. I was dying. Because that was my first time. I have never forgotten that experience. My tummy, it's like there's races. Then the man told me, Kwame, and, and he stammers a bit. What? also in Tina may Why? You are me for Why? Yes, and after the fast, he prayed for me. And finally, I say, Ha, thank you, Father. I came home, I ate and everything. So I started going to the church. And he told the pastor, that the day I don't come to church, these days, young people, they don't fear elderly people. He said, the day I don't come to church, the, the man should call him and report. He will drive from my car and come and beat me. I said, ha. Then every Sunday I'll be going. Every Sunday I'll be going. The man didn't come to ask permission for my mother or anybody. So I'll be going. I'll be going. When he comes fasting, I... One time I heard that he had come. I had to run back to his home. Because the fasting, when it catches you Friday, you are coming on Sunday morning to come and have church. Right after Sunday morning, you go and fast. Then you break on the Sunday at 6. And then you come back home. And his fastings sometimes dries. I mean, he had mercy on me, so he just gets you something, maybe porridge. They, they normally do porridge. 
That's why I learned when we fast, we break together. So porridge, with the, sometimes without bread, and the porridge with just some three bread slices. You know, it's coming from Accra. So Accra sliced bread. It's not like village sliced bread. Accra sliced bread. You know. And up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. I don't know. Suddenly, they will be, we'll go to church on Sunday. Then they'll say, I'll come and, I should come and lead worship. And then I should come and lead praises. And stuff like that. Then I'm joined. Then I'm joined. Then I'm joined. And one thirty-first night, I remember, he came and he anointed me with oil. That oil was very, it was smelling nice. Anointed me with oil and prophesied. The man stood over me, prophesied long. You do the work of God. He's a mighty, you know, saying all kinds of things. And he laid hands on me. It was as if I couldn't find my legs. I have encountered the Lord. And from there, my life was never the same again. Why did I tell you this story? I'm telling you that at the point of every human being, in the life of every human being, there is a point where you meet Jesus. And at that point, when you meet him, make up your mind to cooperate. I'm not just saying this to the new people who have been coming to church. Make up your mind to cooperate. Those excuses that are not going to church, those excuses that they have to pull you, those excuses that they have to chain you, sometimes the people, they are coming and you, you break wall. You see them, they say, why are you going? I'm sorry. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no. You are at that point. So cooperate. Sometimes don't even let anybody call you. Wednesday, you start gathering yourself. The person calls you, oh, well, so I'm getting ready. And they're getting ready. It's not like you are, you'll be coming, but you'll not get here. There are people, they will say, oh, I'm coming, but they will never get here. So, I can't come here. I say, honor. Oh, no. Maybe I passed, I can't tell you. No, 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 no. As women do that. Listen. Make up your mind that this time, you will make this encounter count in your life. Hallelujah. You are going to make it count. I said you are going to do what? Talk to me. You are going to do what? You are going to make it count in your life. You are going to take a walk with Jesus. You are going to live your life with him. Hallelujah. You make it count. You will go to church. You may even be struggling to read the Bible. Don't worry. We will gather all of you. I will be teaching you how to read the Bible and all of that. But if we are not there yet, see, just be coming to church. Wear whatever you have. Hallelujah. Because I cannot come to jail with anything. Anything, including your supporter. Yeah, when you come and we see that is your tin is drawn, we just give you a cloth. But don't say, I don't have church cloth, I don't have shoe, I don't have whatever. Uh-uh. Even if it's your mother's slippers, borrow and come. Say, man, give me your slipper, I'm going to church. The Lord will even see that you are serious about it. Let this thing be an encounter in your life. Hallelujah. Me like this, the church, they invited, they brought, they brought me to the church. I went out like one month, then I stopped. I was not going again. Then one day, the man came there unannounced. It wasn't because of me, but he liked doing that. When he came, and then they told him that the guy is not coming to church. Then he came there. And he told him, if you don't come to church, I'll beat you. Then I said, I'll kill you. Yeah. Then I came again. But you know, there was a point where I couldn't go back again. It was like I was stuck. I was stuck. 
for me. This one be your stacky. Hallelujah. Why you didn't respond? The new people, because I think on Sunday, I just saw some of the guys who have been to church before, down there, and when we came here, they stopped, and then when we came here, we brought them again, and they stopped, and they've come again. But, but let this be like a point of encounter with the Lord. A, a time that you are not going to go back. Hallelujah. I mean, Pastor Nazi was telling me one guy, I'll not mention the guy's name. One guy, he started coming to church, he came to down there. And he was, he even prayed in tongues. Prayed in tongues and all of that. Started coming to church. He would go to the house and the mother would be saying, ah, my son has to wash his things. And my, you, do, I know the ones say you, you had to work somewhere. Go and work. All these church people and stuff like that. When you met the guy, what was his state now? He's, he, he's a smoker now. He's a weed smoker now. Drunkard. Young boy. His life is bought. Ah, there was any Rashid's badge. Yeah. Oh, look at Rashid there. Look at his face now. As he's sitting there. He's not even smiling. Just look at him. We met all of them at the same time. There's a way Jesus refines your life. He refines your life. So you just have to cooperate. You meet him and then you live for him. Because you see, Jesus is called the glory of God. He's called the glory of God. I'm ending. I'm just, I'm just concluding the message. He's called the glory of God. So when you live for Jesus, you are living for the glory of God. And the glory of God, the Bible called, says it brights. It's glorious glory. It will be seen in your life. When you begin to live for Jesus, your life will be glorious. Hallelujah. Are you understanding that? Your life will be glorious. Even before your money comes, people will say like, ah, Charlie, you have changed though. What is the secret? You say, ah, I'm living for Jesus now. I'm truly living for Christ. He's changed my life and he's made me new. Hallelujah. Be outstanding, everybody. You are going to lift up your voice in, the, in, in prayer. That Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for saving me. This evening, Lord, I lift up my voice that I am living my life for you. Help me to live my life for you, Holy Spirit. Help me to live my life for Jesus. Let my life be for the glory of God. Let my life be for the beauties of God. Let my life be for the glories of God. Now open your mouth and begin to pray. I have in me the bird.